You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lunell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Lunell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell asks his radio audience, how do you experience the word no? And has anyone ever told you you couldn't do something? Have you ever told someone that they couldn't do something? Let's join the conversation. Let's get into tonight's show. As always, I have a few questions for you this evening to get the dialogue started. You know how I like to do. So here are my questions. How do you experience the word no? And better yet, has anyone ever told you that you couldn't do something? Like, oh, you can't do that or you'll never be able to do that. What happened and how did it make you feel? Were you able to overcome that? Were you able to overcome no? Did you go do that thing that they said that you couldn't do? Or did it shut you down? Have you ever told someone that they could never do something and later regretted that you said it? Or maybe you didn't regret it. You know, what effect did your words have on them? Could you tell? And why do we think this little two-letter word, N-O, is so powerful? Now, the last time I was on the air, I talked about the power of an environment on thoughts. And that got a lot of conversation going. Um, I asked the questions, do our thoughts really create our reality? And do our thoughts create the world we experience? And I shared a few quotes from James Allen and Mahatma Gandhi on the power of our thoughts and what these thoughts generate in our lives. And it was a hot topic. So I want to keep having that conversation, but I, I would like to infuse the impact of the word no. What impact does this word have on us? Does it disable you? Uh, does it handicap you? Does it change your approach? Now, tonight's topic is based on two different blog posts. One of them I, I wrote a couple of weeks ago and the other uh, a couple of years ago. And the most recent post is entitled Experience No. And the older post is titled, Never Let Anyone Tell You What You Cannot Do. Now, if you get on your computer right now and go to inspirationalperspective.com, you'll get a look at what we're talking about for the rest of the next hour. When I posted the blog, Experiencing No, a lot of you refused to even open it and read it. And what I realized before, you know, well, what I realized after posting the blog is that, you know, I had a picture that was, you know, bright red. The word no was highlighted in red. And it seemed to just kind of scare everybody away. But, I, you know, I thought it was fascinating because, you know, I had a few readers that I would say maybe uh, only the most courageous people read that post. And funny thing is I wasn't, I wasn't telling you all no. I wasn't saying no to you. I was just offering a perspective on the word no. Um, but... People didn't read it because they saw no. So I know it has. I know that word has a profound effect on us. So enough of that. You get it. You know where I'm going and why. How do you experience the word no? 
And has anyone ever told you that you couldn't do something? How much thought have you given this word? What implications has this word had on your life? I would venture to guess that very few of us have given this two-letter word a significant amount of thought. Yet, when we hear the word, no, it typically has a significant impact on our psyche and on our emotions. Another question for you to ponder this evening. What is it about this word that gives it so much power? And it does have power. Check this out. The word no is so powerful that we often anticipate hearing it and proactively change our plans. Seriously, think about it. There are questions that we will not ask, things that we will not do, barriers that we will not cross simply to avoid hearing the word no. So why do we fear this word? Why are we so scared, y'all? We have a caller. And so, Benjamin from Chicago, you are on the air. Check it out. The word no. Capital N-O-A. N-O. No. Mm-hmm. Ebonics, or the proper king's English, no. Switch it around. N-O to be O-N. On. Same thing. No and on. Without the W. All right, so wait, where are you taking well, me, brother? Where, where, where are you taking well, I'm, me? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling the word no. Uh, us as people, are telling, no means N-O. No, no this, no that, no this, no that, the other. Switch it around. On, though. O-N. No, on. Yeah. All right, but I don't know if I'm catching you. I don't know if my listeners are, are catching you catching you either. I mean, so when you say no, switch around on, you know, on what? You know, what is the relationship? Well, you were saying, I, I'm getting to tell it of it, sir, because I'm a good friend of Paris Small from years ago. Okay. But when you say the word no, I just a whole lot of things. No. I, my parents used to tell me no a whole lot of times. No, don't do this if I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually about to touch on that because there's some research that says that based on, you know, how soon we hear that word, you know, it has a profound impact on us. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir, I will. I certainly will. Okay. Well, Benjamin, thank you for calling in, sir. I appreciate your perspective. Right. I'm going to call right back on uh, L.A. Day. Uh, I'm going to call right back. I'd like to get more perspective of what you're talking about. Okay? All right. Do that. Do that. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Benjamin. Okay. So he, he set the tone real good. A lead in for the, you know, the research that I'm talking about. So check this out. In 2008, the American Psychological Association published a study about a baby's top 10 first words. So I'm going to repeat that. They published a study on a baby's top 10 first words. And what they did is they studied babies at an average age of about 11 to 12 months. And they took babies from the United States, Hong Kong, and Beijing. And what they wanted to understand is what words do these babies learn to say first. And so as you can probably guess, you know, I'm going to ask you, but you know, what word do you think showed up in the top 10 for babies in the United States? 
and actually in Hong Kong as well. And if you guess the word no, then you are correct. So check this out. After barely a year on Earth, most babies from the United States and Hong Kong already know how to say no. And they also understand the word no. How crazy is that? I mean, it's probably not surprising to you. But no fell in with words like mommy, daddy, baba, or bottle. Uh, Words like doggy and cat. You know, so basically all the things in their environment, you know, that's what shapes a, a young child's vocabulary. And no was one of those words. So the word no fell right in there. And, you know, with these important introductory words. And what effect do you, you all think this has on a child's psyche? You know, but I think the larger question is, what effect does this have on an adult psyche? And before we can even walk good, I mean, we're saying and understanding this word. I mean, think about it. As toddlers, most of us learned the word no from our parents. And we've all had our parents or parents say no means no. And that's what Benjamin just said. You know, you, your parent uh, automatically is teaching you, like, hey, when I say no, I mean no. And I could hear my mom's voice right now in my head. Love you, mom. Uh, <laughs> but did our parents mess us up? Does no always mean no, or is it a word that we simply use to protect ourselves? Now, I'm, I'm right there with all of you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I knew this word well when I was one years old, and I also know that I had good parents. And, you know, after all, I really believe what our parents were trying to do is protect us, right? But is there a possibility that this word doesn't necessarily serve us the same as we get older? I mean, think about it. Our parents would shout out things like, no, don't touch that or it'll burn you or, or no, stay away from the street. And so as children, the word no was significant because it was used to identify possible danger and set boundaries. And so at a very young age, no has a distinct identity on, of which we place an emotion. And that's how we experience no as a child. But as an adult, Have you removed its significance? Have you removed that old significance? You know, so what's your relationship with the word no? You know, so I got uh, Cedric from the South Side. Cedric, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's your relationship with this word? Um, Well, with the word no, I I pretty much can take it as a a learning experience because you can always counter the word no with why not. Mm. Because some people may say no to different situations that you may uh, approach, uh, maybe different opportunities that you want to uh, take part in, and then the person that's in charge of the opportunity might tell you no. So you can actually take a disappointment by hearing the word no and putting that energy back on the person that gave you the word and ask them why not. Then maybe you can get a dialogue going with that particular person and uh, come to a better conclusion. I mean, you can actually turn that no into a yes. If you ask the question, why not, and get a dialogue going, and not just be take no as it and just, you know, walk away with disappointment. Okay, so what I hear you saying is, you know, don't let no shut you down. If somebody is saying no to you, you know, say, well, why not? And when they respond to you, you use that as fuel to figure out how to get that yes in the future. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. All right. I I think that's, that's great perspective. Now, have you used this strategy successfully? 
Sure. All the time. You know, like you were saying before, as a child, uh, you were told no by your parents to, uh, like, get you out of um, harm's way or what have you. And um, as you get older, you get a little bit more confidence in yourself. When you do get a no, then you want to find out, well, why not? Maybe you may learn something. And then maybe that thing that you learned from the word no, you can pass that along to someone else. Just for someone to say no and end it like that, that's not sufficient. You got to take a little bit further than just getting the word no. You got to carry some dialogue from that word no and okay. turn it into something positive after that. Excellent. Excellent. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your comments there. Good insight. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks All right. A lot. Okay. All right. So Cedric from the South Side, you know, so what he's saying is how do you turn it, you know, say, hey, why not? And turn that no into a yes in the future. You guys agree with that? Is it is it really that simple? Has it been that simple for you? You know, what's your relationship with the word no? Now, here's the crazy thing. Some of us can't say no. <laughs> I know for a while I struggled with saying no to people, especially my family. I, and I know, so mom, I just went hard on the whole parent deal. I know you're shaking your head right now. Yeah, like, yeah, you had a hard time saying no. You know, so, you know, my mom and I, we have conversations sometimes. She said, hey, Linnell, you going to come by later or can you do this for me? And it's hard to say no to your moms, you know. So before I can even think no, I'm trying to figure out how to make it happen, even when I know my day is packed. It ever happened to you, Zach? You know your you know your day is packed, and you know you like man I can't say no, and I'm sure a lot of us you know a lot of us do that I kind mean, of stuff. I mean, it's happened to me in the past, but I learned to say no finally. Finally, you finally figured it out, right? I finally figured it out too. I don't know if I still say it enough or not, but I mean, hey, you know, what's your relationship to the word? You know, some of us can't hear no. We don't even want to hear the word. You could do a self assessment right now. Does hearing no change your mood? You know, somebody say no to you and it's legitimate and you are upset about it. Sharonda from the South Side, you know, you're on the air. What's what do you think about this word? Um, I believe that we as a people have actually come away from teaching our kids and our youth being able to accept the word no. And I believe that because they can't accept no, so many of them, they challenge it, but in a negative way. They You tell them no to something, and they feel that that means they can become aggressive or they can be disrespectful because their attitude is now, is nobody's going to tell me no. So I think that it's kind of changed. And I'm a teacher, and I have a lot of students that when they ask me certain things, if I have to say no, if the principal says it's a no-pass day, I can't write you a pass. Because right. my boss said, I can't write you one. What you mean, no? They think it means ask me that question a different way. <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> or they respond and say things like, well, my mama don't even tell me no. So I think that we've kind of moved away from what our generation was taught no means, which, as you said, was more of a protective thing to some of us aren't saying it enough. And so our youth are believing that when someone does tell them no, they become aggressive um, towards that person, whether it be at work or at school, you hear about incidents of, you know, them reacting in a very negative way to someone not giving them what they want or not telling them yes. Got it. So, you know, what what is your comment to Cedric, right? Because what he said is, you know, somebody say no, you know, you can say why not, you know, and as a, you know, a child who may have heard that, you know, what would your response be to them? I believe that it depends on the parents or the people. I mean, my mother was very fair in saying, if you feel like I unjustly told you no, you 
you know, depending on what the topic is, you can ask me. But certain things, if she said no, you just don't ask again. Yeah. You know, there right. was no competition. My, you know, there was no competition amongst the parents or no competition amongst the people that are raising those, you know, me or my brother, right? Right. So with a lot of our youth, they don't get the lesson from the, well, why not, in a respectful way. It's more like a, you told me no towards a grandparent or a mother or a father. Like, ain't nobody going to tell me no. Right. So I think that that's the other side of it. The interpretation by our youth is totally different than the way that we were taught to respond to the word no. Got it. Got it. That's a good perspective. So I got one more question for you. And that is, so, you know, so it sounds like your mom is a lot like my mom and a lot of other uh, people in our generation. Do you think this word has had a negative impact on you? Like, you know, have you been able to shed the psychological effect of, you know, the word no as a child versus no as an adult? Um, I believe that it actually did the opposite. I believe that my mother telling me certain things are a no and I mean no, and certain things I'm open to explaining why I'm saying no, um, taught me that there will be certain things in my life where the no is just what it is, and then there are other things that I can challenge. So when I decided I wanted to go away to college, okay, I may have applied to some scholarships. Some places said no, but that didn't mean you stop. It just means they said no, so go apply to something else mm. uh, or to a, another college, uh, another scholarship or, or you know, try to be more resilient. I believe that in a way it taught me a bit of resilience to be able to accept when someone to say no to me and then identify when I need to either change something about myself to get the yes, like another caller said earlier, or just accept the no. Got you know, it. It, it, it doesn't make me a person who I'm never taking chances just because someone told me no. Okay. All right. Well, Sharonda, thank you. Great perspective. Thank you. All right. All right. Sharonda from the South Side. Appreciate her calling in. And that's, you know, that's a nice way to look at it. She's saying, hey, because I was told no, because because I was brought up in a respectful way, it actually set me up for success, set me up to be able to hear no and keep moving forward. All right. You know, all right. So, you know, somebody out there disagree. Uh, You know, is this word disempowering for you? You know, does no change your mood? You know, you don't even care why it was said. You just get upset. You know, you hate to hear it. As soon as you hear it, you know, like Sharonda was saying about those children, you know, just your attitude changes. You know, what is that all about? Are you basically throwing a temper tantrum like a child as an adult? You know what I'm talking about. Instead of, you know, falling out on the floor, you just cross your arms and roll your eyes. You know, little neck action, you know, something like that. Uh, Saying no. It makes some of you feel powerful. You know, so do you use this word as a power play? A good place for some of you to look is in your relationships. You know, when are you saying no, ladies? <laughs> Zach just gave me a look. <laughs> On the flip side, hearing no makes some of you feel powerless. You know, so does it completely usurp your power? How else does the word no impact you? Um, so we have uh, Benjamin, Benjamin from uh, Chicago. I believe he was just on. Benjamin, you're you're back on the air. Yes, sir. There's different ways to say uh, how we use our enunciation and pronunciation. No, no, no. 
but no author is pronouncing the same way with knowledge, with capital K. Knowledge, oh, learning, okay. no you, non-learning. See what I'm saying? I got it. So you saying what you're saying is, you know, you got the word, you know, N-O, and then you have the word no K N O W. That's what that's what you're sharing with us. Right, and we use it as no N O. Switch it around. That could mean on backwards. What do you buy this? O N. Okay. N O O N. All right. Well, basically, it's a, you know, that's the same acronym. All right. Yeah. Appreciate. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Okay. All right, Benjamin. So he added something. So we got what? N-O now, Zach. Now we got O-N. And now we have K-N-O-W. All right. (laughs) Okay. Has anyone ever told you that you couldn't do something? That you couldn't do something? I have uh, Tara Reid on the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. And what she wrote is, As you become an adult, the word no takes on a different meaning. When, as an adult, the word no should be a motivator to not give up or give in. Keep moving until you get yes. When you are after a goal, nothing can stop you, not even no. Let it not be a depressor in your life, but a constant motivator until your goal is achieved. That's good stuff there. Um, so what are some other thoughts? I have, uh, looks like Pam from the south side of Chicago. Pam, you are on the air. Well, hi, Linnell. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. Well, I wanted to share my story as to um, hearing no and being told there was something I could not accomplish. And initially, going out the gate, hearing that no, of course, I stopped dead still and thought I couldn't do it and couldn't proceed. However, the more I focused on what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it, the more that no became, as Benjamin said so well earlier, an on. I had to do this. I got to do it. I can do it. Mm. Um, and the the less um, I focused on the current circumstances and the situation, that no was real. But when I focused on where I wanted to be, the no was not even. It didn't have the weight it had before. So for me, moving forward is the best way to get over the negative impacts of that no or being told you can't do something, um, especially when you know you have a vision and you have a purpose and you want to accomplish that. Awesome. So that's my perspective tonight. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, Pam, so you, you made mention of what Benjamin said from no to on. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily catch it. That went over my head. Can you, can you help me with that? Because it seemed like you got it. I did get it. I got what he was trying to say. Okay. What, he was, what I picked up was that he was saying that he takes that no and turn it into an on thing and make it uh, uh, moving forward. It's on. It's on. Now I'm going to do this. I'm on it. I got it. I'm going to do it. And that's how I thought he was trying to relate his message. Um, I, I got it. And then with his other message was the now and uh, the no and the knowing, the no. And he was putting that together saying, once you know what you know, then there is no no. There is no no stopping you. You can go forward, such as in my current, in my circumstance. When I knew where I wanted to go and when I gained more information as to how to get there, that was where that no was not a no anymore. It was to know it was going to happen. Okay, man, Pam, thank you. And let me tell you something. So in Chicago, they're going in on Benjamin. I mean, I got tweets and you know, Facebook. they like, what is he talking about? She just explained it, y'all. And Benjamin, thank you for your perspective, man. That's why we listen to everybody. Thanks so much, Pam. All right, we got Peggy from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Peggy, you are on the air. What's going on? Hi, Lionel. 
I'm great. How are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. I miss you. Oh, Peggy. So you are uh, from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Camelback. Yes. Okay. All right. Exactly. I have a question and a statement. Okay. My first question is, how do you handle professionals like doctors up the wazoo that tell you, no, that's not going to change. So you accept the change, you deal with it, and then you have other professionals that tell you, no, you can't do that, and you just grab yourself by the bootstraps and do it. So how do I handle that? Yeah. You know, so this is this is the first thing I'll say is I've been told no a whole, whole lot. I think we all have. But especially when it comes to, you know, professional. I mean, I've overcome quite a few barriers. And I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is, you know, who am I? Like, you know, and who am I? And do I have the confidence and the drive to do whatever it takes to get the yes? And if I can't get yes here, where can I go to get my yes? Because just because I'm sitting in front of you doesn't mean I have to stay here. I can go somewhere else and get the yes that I need. You hear what I'm saying? I do. In my case, my no was, is my husband going to get any better? And they said no. So I accepted that. And then I said, is there anything I can do to make him better? And they said no. And I didn't accept that. And so, so, And what did you do? I brought him home, and I made sure his last days were the happiest days of his life. Okay. So and you- he enjoyed six months of laughter and fun and green kids and people and shopping. Wonderful. And then you go to, then they, they send you to this, after he passes, they send you this brief counselor says, no, you can't make any life decisions, mm. not for the next six months. Well, guess what? what? I just laughed in his face and said, want to bet? <laughs> and I am, I'm scared to death, but I am moving 2,000 miles away and starting all over. Oh, wow. And I am very happy with that because, and I don't think I would have done that if they, if they wouldn't have told me no. They got my ire up. Look at that. So no actually inspired you. It did. I'm actually going to co-invest with a a friend in a restaurant. We're going to start a whole new venture. That is phenomenal. That's phenomenal, Peggy. I am going to move forward. My husband hasn't been gone a month yet, but my ire is up now. Don't tell me no, I can't. Right. And your inspirational things have inspired me daily. So for that, I thank you. And you know what? That is that is my purpose, Peggy. It really is. And it's it's wonderful to hear that. I don't always hear it. And sometimes, you, you know, you ask yourself, does it make a difference? And to hear you say that makes all the difference for me. I appreciate you. And I tell you what, before you leave Arizona, you make sure everybody at Stream knows that I care about them, and I'm thinking about them, and I miss them. Well, we miss you, too, especially your jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially your jokes. 
All right. And I'm going to hook you up with that girl before you leave, before I leave. <laughs> I think I'm in good shape. I'm in good shape. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All Peggy, right, for the well, phone call. You have a great one. All right. You too. All right. Peggy from Arizona. Wow. That's, uh, that's um, man, about, what, a year and a half, two years ago? I, you know, some work I used to do down there. They follow the blog. That's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, wow. Never know who you're impacting. Never know. Big things. All right. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So I, um, you know, how this blog, how I came up with this blog or this thought, I had a friend who, you know, she had a, she had a conversation, you know, kind of like what Peggy just was talking about. And she was terribly upset about the conversation because her mentor told her that she could not do something. So she had an aspiration and you know, her mentor said, I, I cannot, yeah, you can't do that. There's no way you'll be able to do that. And it completely shut her down. And uh, she gave me a phone call, was basically in tears. You know, and I had to tell her, same thing you heard from Will Smith. Never let anyone tell you what you cannot do. Never. Uh, and I think, wow, Peggy just inspired me. I mean, how many of us go through what she just went through? And, you know, basically, you know, you're, you're leaning on people. And somebody that you're leaning on tells you what you can't do. And you say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what it is I think I should do and move forward with my life. And so, you know, Peggy, our sympathy is with you. But also congratulations on your courage and, uh, and inspiring us tonight. Uh, so, you know, uh, why is it that people say these things? Why do, why do they say, hey, you can't, you know, you, you can't do that or you'll never be able to do that? You know, what I believe you know, even when you look at the movie Pursuit of Happiness, you know, Will Smith was telling his son, you can't do that because, you know, well, I, he was playing basketball. And his son said, I want to be a, I want to be a basketball star. And at first he said, you can't do that. But he caught himself. And the reason he was saying you can't do that is because he didn't know how to play basketball. Right. That was outside of his area of familiarity. So maybe one of the reasons we say these things is because it's outside of our comfort zones. Sometimes it's simply something we have not been successful with. So since we couldn't do it, nobody can, right? <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we have some big egos, I tell you. If there are any children listening, this is for you. Don't let anyone convince you of what you cannot do. But check this out. Listen. You know, listen to them, but don't let them convince you. Listening will help you understand why they think you can't do it. And that knowledge can be extremely helpful in creating and executing your plan and then successfully navigating around the potential mistakes and pitfalls that your doubter pointed out. You know, so I'm, I'll listen to you. You know, you say, oh, man, you can't do this and this is what's going to happen. And next that's going to happen. OK, you know what? Thank you for maybe pointing out some places where it could have gone wrong, but I'm going to keep moving forward. And so, yes, you can. You can do it. Now, for those of you who need just a tad bit more encouragement, if you don't trust me, I will say, how about this? You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know. And you are the guy or gal who decides where you go. That is from the great late Dr. Seuss. Zach, what do you think about that, man? I'll be killing him with these rhymes, don't I? Hey, you know Dr. Seuss, he's a, he's a legend in the game. He's hey. 
<laughs> hey, last week was Jay Z. This week is Dr. Seuss. That's right. <laughs> Rhymes. Hey, that's 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 how we got to keep it moving, right? All right, all right. So, uh, this week I want you to notice when you use uh, the word no. I want you to notice when you choose not to use the word. You know. So, what's going on for you? Why did you say no? Did you really mean no? Do you use no as an attempt to maintain control? You know, in some cases, maybe we should be explaining the whys, right? Cedric called in and said, why not? You know, there's a quote by Jim Cousins that basically goes, you know, one of the things that demoralizes people is when we don't explain the whys. And so maybe we should explain the whys a little better, right? It's not just no, but here are all the reasons why you can't provide some context around it. How significant is this word no on your potential decision making? How significant is this word on your actual decision making? Do you anticipate hearing no and then change your strategy or your decision? If so, why? As a leader and a life coach, I I hear people say no quite often. And the funny thing is, most of the time, they really don't mean it. Because who really wants to say no to their dreams? Who really wants to say no to more money? I'm not. Who really wants to say no to a better life? I would say nobody. And in a lot of cases, what no really means is I'm scared. I need more clarity. I want more time. Or sometimes it means who are you and what do you really want? And the list goes on and on. Right. So begin to unpack no, because we say no all the time. I mean, think about this. I heard it put this way once. You walk into a store and the person who works at the store, you know, steps up to you and says, do you need any help? What's the first thing you say? No. Right. But you don't know where you're going. You have no idea where the men's department is or the woman's department is. The only reason you said no was to maintain control. And then most of us, I know me, I don't want to get manipulated into buying something else. All I want is a shirt. I need to get in and get out. I don't do them all like that. (laughs) But if I let you in. Who knows? I might buy a shirt, pair of pants, a suit, some shoes, you know, spend too much money. So why are you saying no? Begin to think about this. Why are you saying no? And why are other people saying no to you? In the future, begin asking yourself, you know, what the people in your life are really saying no to. Don't assume that it's always just black and white. And typically, there's always something beneath the surface. After all, isn't that true for you? I mean, when you say no, going forward, be careful of how significant you're making the word no in your life. Let's change how we experience this word, you all. All right, so we're coming to the end, but before I let you go, you know, I wanted to spend a minute and just pub the movie 42. All right, so I had an opportunity to see this movie at a premiere. And uh, the movie 42 was about Jackie Robinson. And I got to tell you, it is, it is absolutely phenomenal, you know, truly inspirational and moving. You know, you can take the family, check it out. You know, and this is the thing. I know that some of you all, you know, have a problem with, you know, the storytelling part of uh, the Jackie Robinson story. And Jackie Robinson, you know, as you get further into the civil rights struggle and some of the things that, you know, happened between him and Muhammad Ali and other people, there's some questions around. But, you know, forget all that. 
check out this story, okay? You know, so, you know, go out, check it out. It's not a lot of times that you have a movie, primetime Hollywood, that's made about an African-American with an African-American star. So that's unknown, too. So, you know, check it out. Um, I also want you to watch it from another perspective. Look out for who supports Jackie Robinson and look for who made his transition into the segregated game possible. All right. There's another story there. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspective's Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.